You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, joined by our friends from the War Rapport. It is a War Rapport Wednesday. Mike G, B-Will, how you doing, gentlemen? Good, Zach. Good, Zach. We got, uh, what, uh, 11 days till the season starts? Something like that. We're we're pretty close. close. We're pretty close. And it's going to really feel like it this weekend when a lot of fans show up at Jordan-Hare Stadium for that um, that open practice. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be cool. Be will welcome to Locked On Auburn. Really, uh, really appreciate and enjoy watching you a ton on uh, on the War Report. Uh, I'd like to start off the show just so um, folks that maybe haven't heard you on the War Report, Be will What have you thought about Auburn's fall camp so far? I mean, I'm I'm glad to just be back in some real football action. Yeah. We've been wringing our hands over how things ended with the last administration for so long. I've just been glad to get back to some, some new content really for us mm. as, as people who talk about it, but as a fan, man, just to see them out there hitting hit hearing reports. Um, um, things aren't as good as I thought they would be in a couple positions. Offensive line is one of them. They're still plugging and playing, trying to figure out what's going on. And I had a lot of hope and confidence that they would just be able to figure it out with new coaches and a new scheme, but it hadn't, being quite that seamless yet yeah so that worries me a little bit but um i love what i'm seeing depth at running back has been outstanding right not only did we shore up the the group but the position seems to be stacked and we've got a bell cow and an all world back and that's it it hadn't quite been like that in a, in a really long time maybe since 2004 dare i say really we always were, were one good bat we always had one good bat but never one plus or, you know, 1A, 1B type thing. And even though that hadn't quite shown itself to be the case, we might be close to it. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But um, I like the shit Parsons running. I, I like that he does things differently in yeah. camp and with ones versus ones, or as he says, best on best. Right. You know, find out what these guys can take. Find, find out what, what they can handle so we don't have to find out too late in the regular season and, and be turning a corner like week seven or eight. Yeah. Um, may, maybe some other circumstances make that happen that you can't control, but if you can control how controlled we are coming out the gate, then do it, man. Get a handle on it, put some pressure on these guys and see what they can do. So you mentioned uh, there's a there's a few aspects of the team that have kind of underperformed. You mentioned offensive yeah. line. Is, is that the only one? Some people may lump receivers in there. It seems like receivers have kind of turned their corner at some point. It sounds like they took a step back on Friday's scrimmage, but... As a whole, it seems like they've taken a step forward. Would you lump them in there? Is there another group that you would possibly kind of say maybe they're not quite to where they should be right now? I'm, I'm so-so on receivers, and it's partially because they got to have somebody get them the ball, right? Yeah. Our, if our offensive line is having trouble, and from all reports, quarterback play has suffered because of offensive line specifically, then how much work and reps can the, the receivers get in if they can't get into a rhythm right. um, with the quarterback? So um, some of that is from – the staff switching out the QBs, right? Because you got to find out what you got. So it's going to be a little rhythm. Well, we're going to break it, put another guy in, different offensive line in to see what we got. I don't expect them to be able to find 100% exactly what we've got at wide receiver until we're in live game action because that's when you've got one quarterback, hopefully, one quarterback that is 
living up to the expectations of what the coaching staff wants for him, not the expectations of the fans, because we can get a little, you know, crazy about that. But what if, if yeah, you know, uh, go, go figure. Yeah. But right. the wide receivers, I think they'll come into shape as the season gets going. Offensive line is the only thing I'm like, I don't know if you don't, if you don't have the guys that can hold up to, to the rush in camp, how does that get better when the season starts? Right. No. Mike G, do you think we find out as soon as game action hits, or do you think we have to wait till Penn State? Um, I think we find out week one. Okay. I don't think I don't think we have to wait, right? Um, because listen, they may be able to physically dominate Akron, but the system, the communication, uh, uh, the technicals, we'll see that stuff. Um, so uh, even if this offensive line doesn't get a stress test in week one what you're going to see is you're going to see that the quarterback and the receivers are going to get a chance to find a rhythm the opportunities are going to be there and i just want to state like despite how offensive line is played so far through camp there have been opportunities for a lot of receivers to make plays right and there have definitely been some opportunities missed so, you know, uh, they're, it's installing a new system. I think that we just have to be realistic. You know, putting in a new defense and a new offense are, two, are night and day, man, right? The defense, to some extent, defense is defense. You put in the skill. You know, people understand their assignments. You go out there uh, and you play fast. And, and if we had to play football tomorrow, this defense would be ready to go. Sure. Offensively, you know, the schedule sets up nice for what? for what we have to overcome in, yep. in terms of who we play in the first four weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, you get uh, two cupcakes and then you get a chance to test it and see if it's real. I think week one, we'll see how we look uh, based on can they execute against what really will be one of the worst defenses in the FBS. It's yeah. bad. It's bad. Yeah, and and it's Auburn's going to be able to do whatever they want against Akron. Be will. How do you think, the play calling will look offensively. Is it going to be vanilla? Don't put anything on tape or is it going to be complex? Maybe make Penn state prepare for more things. And also you get to kind of get a a better picture of, of what you have. If you're Brian Harson. I think it's more so going to be to get a better picture of what we have here. So you think he opens it up? I don't know if that means open, open it up though. So, so what I think is he's going to say, all right, here's what we had trouble with in camp. Now, you're not going against our defensive line, which we think is really good. Here's a defensive line. Execute what I'm telling you to execute. Right. And that way you can know, did you have trouble because it was a really good line on a bad O-line? Or are you having trouble because you're just having trouble? And if you call the game so that he has to execute things, whether it's Bo or TJ, because TJ was apparently having some trouble back there against the rush as well. Listen, now, now just do it. Let's take away the offensive line excuse because our guys should be able to mash their guys. Right. Now execute. And if you find that out here in, in week one, then maybe you've got a different starter in week two, maybe depending on what those results were in week one. So that's what I that's what I would do. And I'm actually very pleasantly surprised that Harson is putting the offense in those situations in scrimmages. So right. it makes me think, all right, if you're willing to test the metal of the offensive line there and put them in bad positions just to get the best out of your guys, then he's definitely going to call the game, not just to run up the score, not just to make it look pretty. He's going to call it to get some more information about what we have at offensive line and quarterback. Mike, do you agree with all of that? Yeah, man. Listen, you yeah. got to go best on best in camp. Right. That was something that we confirmed wasn't happening under our last coach. We right. were going best on second, 
in terms of offense versus defense. And there, and there was a lot of, there was a false sense of security that we had going into each season about where we stood offensively, just to find out every road game that we didn't have what we thought we had. So this, you know, even though the reports may not be good in terms of how they're performing against our defense, this is undoubtedly a good thing for them to get stress tested now. Right. right? We've interviewed countless former players that have gone on to play pro, and they all say that their 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 kind of nexus events came going best on best in practice. You know, Courtney Taylor, I mean, think about back to 2004, we had Courtney Taylor and uh, we had uh, Thorpe Award winner and, and Carlos Rogers. Right. Courtney came on and told us, listen, when I started to, he was the best, he was the best in the country. When I started to, to beat him on pra- in practice, I had the confidence that who's going to stop me on Saturdays? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm beating the best guy in the country Every practice. Now, Carlos disputes how much he got beat in practice by Courtney. But, <laughs> of course he um, does, like any defensive back would. Right. So, but, but think right. about that for a second. One guy won the Thorpe, and the other left Auburn as our all-time leader in receptions. Mm-hmm. Best on best produces your best. That's back at Auburn. Thank you, Brian Harson. We appreciate you for that. Yeah, no, there's no question. There's no question. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It's that time of the year. We're all ready for football, and the best place to bet on all of your football action is betonline.ag, the number one spot for all the pro football betting and the college football betting, whatever um, whatever you want to go after. And right now, if you just head to the website, betonline.ag, you can sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Free money. You can double up. All you have to do is use promo code Locked On whenever you go to betonline.ag. War Report Wednesday. Guys, what are people missing out on at the War Report if, they are not, uh, if they're not subscribed to you guys? Oh, man. Well, listen, if you're not tuning in tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, then you're missing out Wednesday night War Room. Uh, but other than that, we've got a lot of exciting things happening over the War Report. Uh, as the season approaches, we're going to be starting to add more content for our insiders. What does that mean? Well, that's film reviews on Mondays. We're going to be breaking down film from every single game with our insiders. We've got a game day experience where we're going to do kind of a virtual tailgate, pregame, halftime, postgame. You know, we've got a segment called Betting with B-Will. You just mentioned betonline.ag. Uh, Brian's going to be educating our listeners on lines and spreads and things of that nature. So go visit us over at the War Report or the War Report on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. TW report on the Tiki Talks. The Tiki yeah. Talks. I love it. I love it. Now, when, when does uh, the when does the segment with B will start? The the betting with B will is that every is Friday? Every Friday. Every Friday. We already started a couple. We got okay. the first two. It's it's kind of bringing in people who are brand new to betting. That was mm-hmm. really the thing. Is is you you kind of learn the hard way if you just start on your own. So we're like, hey, let's just teach people. People who know it will still want to be along for the ride, and mm-hmm. people who don't know it will be glad that somebody's just giving them the basics. So we're starting there. Um, we did Heisman picks. We went over the team win pick, which I picked Auburn over seven wins for the season. And now that I see this offensive line, you know, I might be a little nervous. Maybe not. We will see. But um, that's where we start. And we're going to pick it up coming up this Friday. We're going to have another one. And we're going to continue every out the season from there so awesome definitely come to the war report on youtube check it out yeah ton of content ton of content mm. all right guys we were talking mm. about this before we uh, we clicked record and started chit-chatting but 
the 2021 preseason coaches all SEC football team has been announced. Auburn has nine players on it. Uh, the lone first team player is Tank Bigsby. I don't think uh, I don't think there's any surprise for many of us there. The second team has four guys: center Nick Brahms, linebacker Jacoby McLean, safety Smoke Monday, and kicker. Anders Carlson, little surprise that uh, Anders is a second-teamer there. Then third-team, Bo Nix as a third-team quarterback. Broderi's hand made the offensive line. Linebacker Owen Papo and cornerback Roger McCreary. So there's a few things here that surprised me as a whole, gentlemen. But first thing, I just got a question, and, I, and I'd love y'all's thoughts. But Nick Brahms has been named to a few of these lists. He was named uh, Media Days as well, and... Does, is the SEC low on centers right now, or are we just are we just high on Nick Brahms? And, and I, I mean, no disrespect to Nick Brahms, but is he the be- the second best center that the SEC has to offer right now? Yeah, the easy answer is I hope so. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> that is, that, uh, that uh, looks good for the prospects of our season if right. he if he belongs on this list. Um, I was a little surprised by that by that pick too. He had some. Curious moments last season that uh, would not have led me to believe that he would be uh, preseason second SEC uh, pick. But, you know, um, the guys who do this get a lot of things wrong. Uh, The media is wrong a lot, Zach. Uh, So I hope they're right about this one, but I'm going to leave it there on Nick. I hope he has a great season. Uh, And, and, you know, in terms of offensive line play on previous uh, locked ons, we've talked about. Uh, the O-line shuffle that has had to happen right. when we have injuries or guys go down. So uh, Nick is going to be really important in a new offense. Communication is going to be a real important. Your center is a second quarterback for your team on offense. Right. Right. You know, he's going to be uh, moving guys around on the line and calling out protections. And, and, and you know, he's got responsibilities in this Brian Harson offense. Mm-hmm. So if he is indeed, Second team, all SEC. I'm I'm elated, right? right? Uh, but I, I am shocked to see him there. I won't, I won't lie. Yeah, I mean, be well. If Nick Brahms or any offensive lineman is a second teamer, then Auburn also has a third team offensive lineman like Broderius Ham here on this list. Right. I mean, I, I the offensive line maybe won't be too bad if that's the case. Yeah, I, I think they know they've got a few pieces, but the problem is we don't have five. Yeah. And and that's been the longstanding problem here for us for the last few years at offensive line is, sure, we got a couple guards that we love or right tackle that we love, but do we have a cohesive five that are up to snuff for SEC play? And the answer has been no most of the time. Right. So what I'm glad to see um, Brahms on the list. That's great if he is a second-team type center. And some of this is also – Who's here from last year? Who was the, the most senior players? Because they have this nat- natural expectation that everybody is going to get better because sure. they're older, right. which right. is not necessarily the case at, at any point for any player. Mm-hmm. But it can be the case. And we've heard a lot about what our guys have gone through as far as the strength and conditioning program. And we do, on the War Report, we think is going to make a difference in how our O-line plays and how our entire team plays. But – do we have five guys that are built to be in positions to actually stand up to what we're going to see from SEC defenses for 12 weeks? I hope something changes. 
Yeah. But uh, right now, especially with the reports coming out of camp, um, I would be surprised to see more than two guys finish on this list. But I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just saw this. And the first thing I thought when I saw Brahms on the second team, it's like, I think he's maybe the fourth best offensive lineman on this team. And and like you said, I mean, it's all about the unit. But, like, I think Tayshawn Manning's better than him. I think Brandon Council's better than him. I think Broderius Ham is better than him. Um, right. And once again, like I'm not trying to poop all over Nick Brahms here, but it's just I, I was just really, really taken aback when I saw his name on there. Yeah, but these preseason lists, Zach, don't mean anything. I love them though. The I love I yeah. love preseason I mean, lists way too much. It's not helpful. Yeah, it gives us it gives us something to talk about. But at the end of the day, um, uh, whether he stay whether he finishes on this list is going to be the most important question you know, for a lot of fans because offensive line play has been highlighted as a weakness right. consistently, right? right? Now, we know that that group was definitely under-recruited since 2017. And uh, based on what we heard after after the Gus bus left town, they were de- they were also underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Harson is trying to, you know, he, he came in from Boise with his version of a Captain America machine to, to try to remake us, you know, uh, uh, physically in terms of uh, strength and conditioning. Right. So, you know, they, they, they're they bulking them up and they're making them bigger. And and, and uh, Pittman, I think, has done an excellent job. So if he does take a step forward, number one, to be clear, it's going to be about strength and conditioning. Yeah. Right. He's going to be conditioned differently um, to be able to, to get through. And then it's the scheme, the scheme, I think the scheme is going to help these guys quite a bit. Now, we're at, um, I mean, the, the, you, you've got to start putting in game plans for Akron. Right. So this team, let's be clear about this O-line. This team is what it is. It is what it is. This offensive line is what it is going into the season. It doesn't mean they can't take steps after the season starts. I'm just saying right, right. We, we have what we're going to have to start week one. Yeah. You know, And hopefully we have coaches who understand where the deficiencies are at and are able to scheme around whatever weaknesses we have on O-line and, and it may, they may appear. So even look, if the scheme is good, you know, a lot of sins get forgiven in terms of, 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 of ability. Yeah. So right. I, hope, I hope they can scheme around his weaknesses and, you know, all of them really, and, and help these guys out some. Yeah, for sure. Today's and, show. And, uh, oh, good. No, go ahead. Got anything go ahead. else, people? All right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. You can head over to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, get, uh, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Built Bars, uh, they look and taste like a candy bar. Ton of different flavors, including their newest flavor, pistachio. If you're into that, be sure to try it out. All their bars, very high in protein, very low in sugar, very low in calories. Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. All right, we got a few minutes left on this week's uh, War Rapport Wednesday. Guys, we talked about some of the defenders on here. Uh, Zacoby McLean and Smoke Monday as second-teamers, and then Owen Papo and Roger McCreary as third-teamers. Where do you guys sit with that? Uh, I think we all expect the defense to be very, very good this year. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that, again, I'm more concerned with where these guys finish, but... Yeah, this this defense has a, time, a chance to be all time great. They sure. really do. We returned sure. the top tackler in the country, mm-hmm. and not in terms of just um, the amount of tackles made, because that was more a result of a weak D line letting people through to this to the second level. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of percentage of tackles made versus tackles attempted, 
he's the best. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, there's a big paycheck waiting for Zacoby McLean at the next level because he just does not miss tackles. Right. So having uh, the most sure tackler in the nation is something uh, that, that I think that we can all be uh, look forward to and be excited about. Uh, Owen Papo came in as the uh, fifth leading tackler in the SEC last season as well. So, you know, his tackle percentage is very high. And then what I thought was going to be the strength of our team somehow got better in the secondary. We have playmakers at every level. We If, if we have an injury at defensive back, there's going to be somebody to step in. I mean, pick six. I mean, these guys are just taking advantage of every opportunity they get in fall camp yeah and an opportunistic defense will save you some games you were probably intended to lose oh yeah so i'm looking forward to this i I think that this defense finishes um with a better offensive scheme i think this defense finishes as one of the best we're talking about them as one of the best that auburn has ever seen really i'm that high on the defense that's a little sunshine pump for you on a wednesday no i love it (laughs) I love but, it. Uh, I think they can be all time. I think you're right. I mean, the linebacking core is going to be special. And then the defensive back. It's just can they do enough in the in the middle part of the defensive line to to consistently stop the run? And I think scheme's going to really help them out to be able to do so. And, you know, put Tony Fair in bubble wrap. Make sure that you know nothing happens to him <laughs> because you don't really have another big body like that. Make sure that that man is okay. Um, in early down situations, but but yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, uh, gentlemen. Uh, I won't keep you for too much longer, but we've got a uh, we've got an open practice on Saturday. What do you expect to happen, B. Will? What do you expect for fans to be able to see on Saturday? Well, with this being open to fans, I don't expect it to be the scrimmage type atmosphere. So I don't think they're going to put the offense out there and mix up offensive lines and have the defense going to eat their lunch. Um, I don't think that's very good confidence for the for the fans to to be feeling uh, in the team fodder for for news consumption. So that's not what we'll see. But I do expect it's a practice, not necessarily a scrimmage. I think we'll get it's just a reason to get the fans excited again. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have heard some stuff for the last two weeks uh, about several different things affecting the team. And I think it's really good just to get a positive picture about the team and everybody's head, some new pictures, some new things to talk about. So we can go into the season with the absolute best energy we can. And hopefully that translates to, to some good momentum to start the season. We won't have to worry about being tested against Akron. We know that. Mm-hmm. But Still got to get that machine going as far as spin and, and positivity and, and outward image so that the fans can be motivated. You can get people packing this town out again, get the energy back up in the city for Auburn football. So that's what I hope we'll see. Yeah, and I love – so the first scrimmage Harson put on a Saturday night at 6 o'clock game time, you know, to kind of emulate the start time for Akron, even though it got delayed due to weather and all that. But yeah, now, now it's a week before – and he's getting them in the stadium in front of fans. And I think all of that is by design. I think all of that is really, really cool. I think it makes a ton of sense mm-hmm. just kind of getting his team as prepared as possible for that opening weekend. And, and, yeah. that, and that's a big deal. That's a big yes. deal. My, Simulate game day, baby. That's Simulate right. Simulate game day. As, as much as you can. As much right. as you can. And I think they're kind of looking at some elements that they can control to kind of be able to do that. As far as the biggest takeaways, I think it's going to be similar to what we saw with the open practice 
in spring, Mike G, and it's going to be like, okay, who's out there for one and two, uh, who's out there next to each other, right? Who's lining up with the ones? Who's lining up with the twos? Who's Bonix throwing to early and often? And I think that's kind of going to be the biggest takeaways that we get from this thing. Yeah, I would say um, don't believe anything you see. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I almost use an expletive. Just don't believe anything you see. Sure. Right. Um, they're figuring a lot of things out offensively. And I don't think that he's not playing. Uh, he's not he's not playing shadow games with us. He's not trying to disguise anything. They're still they're just going to be trying to figure it out really close to time. And whatever they decide to roll with may not be what they're settled on. It just may be what they're settled on for now. Mm-hmm. Right. Giving the information that they have. Um, you know, we had a, we had an argument on the show about whether uh, months ago about whether the starting job was Bose to lose. I personally didn't think that he had played well enough to say that, but I understand where my fellow channel channel members were coming from in that, um, you know, he's the incumbent. They have the most information on him here with this team. And uh, uh, I think they'll roll with that to start the season and see how it goes. But I do believe that leash will be short. I think the staff wants to win now. I think that they have enough talent to win now. If they can scheme again, evaluation is something that we've been lacking, right? How many guys have we put out there over the years that just weren't the guy? Mm -hmm. And the fans are always longing for the person on the bench because it just seems like for a team that has recruited an average of top 10 classes for the last eight years, the product offensively should just be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it hasn't matched uh, the recruiting, uh, the recruiting rankings. And, and I just want, you know, we don't have to win a championship every, every year, Zach. I think that what fans need to see this year is a competitive team, a team that doesn't quit, a team that does not get run off the field on the road and a team that quite honestly can pull its weight offensively and not leave their defense hanging out to dry. Yeah. Losing time of possession. Right. And then losing the field position battle. We have to do better there. So there are going to be some struggles. You know, I think eight and four is is a best case scenario for Auburn this year. I'd be happy with that. Um, you know, Harson. You know, uh, extra points for Harson. Extra credit if he can end the losing streak to Georgia or LSU. October is going to be a tough month. We have the second hardest schedule in the nation. The only team that can argue they have a harder schedule is Arkansas. Right. And I would argue that our non-conference versus Penn State is tougher than theirs versus Texas at home. So, I agree with that. You know, yeah. I mean, we'll see how it goes, but 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 don't believe anything you see at this scrimmage. Uh, the, the, the wheels are going to be turning at wide receiver. Um, and uh, hopefully, we see against more tight end usage. Uh, you know, um, you know, keep everybody healthy. Get to week one, man. Let's play some football. Absolutely. Gentlemen, tell folks where they can find all of y'all's awesome content. Oh, man, listen, we are on YouTube. We are all over YouTube. As a matter of fact, if you Google Auburn, if you write Auburn on your notepad, if you think Auburn, the War Report <laughs> will pop up. So uh, you can find us on YouTube at the War Report. Um, you know, we're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. 
yeah, we're all over the place. Um, just trying to put out content for people. Um, this off season, Zach, we released four to five content pieces a week, video pieces a week. Yeah. And, you know, off season content, as you know, is hard to come by, especially when you're just focusing on football. Uh, but there was a lot to follow this off season, and we wanted to keep fans engaged through what is really the longest off season in sports. Man. Man, that I mean, from the beginning of January to, to, to late August is, is a long time to wait oh, yeah. for our favorite sport. And so now that we're here, it's back. Uh, yeah, we uh, we've got a lot of things planned. So can't stress enough. Our, our WTF segments, watch the film, are going to be something unique for fans. Uh, if you watch other networks, you know, they, they kind of gloss over things. We're going to go really in depth with fans. We're going to bring former players on from time to time to break it down with us. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So join us on YouTube, become an insider, support Locked On. We're all one big content creator family. Absolutely. 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 Mike G, B, Will, thank you so much, guys. We'll talk again soon. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackbridge, on Twitter at Locked On Auburn, and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, click that subscribe button, like the video, leave a comment. Would love all of that good stuff. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn.